to Scary Basement. Each week, me and my friend Roxy are drawn inexplicably and supernaturally to this basement, which is full of a rose that wilts and makes you age, a knife that gleams even when it's dark, a real shitty cat, and the ghost of a man who spent his life in a mill. My name is Mikey McCuller. <laughs> and I'm Roxy Folk. Roxy, let's start out, as we always do, with the scariest things that happened to us this week. What went down in your life outside of this scary basement that spooked you to your bones? So, Mikey, how do you feel about the Pillsbury Doughboy? I would say general affection. Okay, general affection. Yeah, he's he's a little guy. He yeah. helps you cook things. He loves yeah. bread. Poke him in the tummy. He giggles, just like me. Yeah, it's like, hoo-hoo. I connect to him on that front. <laughs> Emotionally. <laughs> He is me, and I am him. You also giggle when people poke you in the stomach. <laughs> Everybody knows this about you. So I saw a very cursed milk, got milk commercial in which the Pillsbury Doughboy featured. When you first see the commercial, you think it is a Pillsbury Doughboy commercial for, like, uh, chocolate chip cookies. He is teaching okay. you how to make chocolate chip cookies. There's a family. They're all really happy. They're like, yeah, these chocolate chip cookies. This is great. And they have, like, a beautiful plate of cookies they baked. Uh, Pillsbury Doughboy scoots it over to, like, one of the children. And the mom of the family is like, great, I'm just going to get some milk to go with it. She opens the fridge, gets the milk carton, and it's empty. Sure. And she suddenly the, the vibe of the commercial turns and it gets very sinister. And she's like, who drank this? And, like, every family member goes through being like, wasn't me. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. So there's, like, two kids, the dad. They're like, we, did, we didn't do it. So then everybody looks at the Pillsbury Doughboy, and he, like, can't even speak to say he did or didn't do it. It's just, they assume they're like, you did it. And so they, it, it cuts to them putting him in the oven, <laughs> and you slowly watch him burn to death. Oh, no. And then it, like, cuts to black, and it says, got milk, and that is a real commercial that exists. Oh, no. Roxy, so you should have to look at that with your eyes. He's dead. I don't understand. Why would that make me want to buy milk? That would make me upset to buy milk. I would never buy. I'm never buying milk again. Right? So that, I, I that don't know is... what their ad campaign was thinking and why they, they agreed to kill, canonically kill the Pillsbury Doughboy. That is but, uh, to say I'm not ever buying milk again because my body can't handle it super well anymore. I just get all well, the milk now. Well, you can say now it's for the Pillsbury Doughboy so you can have a moral yeah. stance as well. Now I have a moral stance. I'm on the high ground. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that was the most frightening thing that happened to me this week. What was the most frightening thing that happened to you this week, Mikey? Roxy, I came home very late at night the other night, and I went into okay. my kitchen. It was dark, and I okay. flipped on the light. Good. And behind me, written on my whiteboard, three words, clean the stove. Oh, no. Two stove-related incidents. <laughs> I don't like this better. Oh, no. Uh, did you it, do it? it? It wasn't like haunted or anything. It was just like my roommate wrote that on the whiteboard. But still, it was like kind of fucked up. Like, Wait, was he implying that you had to do it or just yeah. that like somebody needs to do yeah, it? Yeah, it was just like, hey, clean. It was like he was demanding it of me. Fuck that. Oh, that's no. You need to have a conversation. You don't just tell someone to do that. Yeah, I'm an adult. You have a conversation and be like, you clean the stove this time. I'll do it next time because I did it last time. I'm yeah. presuming he's asking you to do it because he did it last time, which or if he didn't, then that's he cleans it then if yeah. he noticed it. Like, I don't, well, here's the thing. He did have a, a reasonable conversation with me last time. He was like, hey, you never clean the stove, and I clean the stove all the time. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. <laughs> and I and I did ignore it. But also, I was like, I'm an adult. You don't tell me what to do. So I, I slathered my stove with ranch dressing and wrote, got it, and wrote a smiley face. Yeah, that sounds like a great way to continue interacting with your roommate. I'm sure it's going great for you now. Has he uh, put ranch dressing on your bedspread or something in oh, retaliation I, yet? I locked my door and haven't been home. No, oh, okay. Since I did that. <laughs> okay. Ooh, it was three days ago, and uh, God only knows what I'm going to come home to find. <laughs> Truly cursed. Oh boy, here he comes, Roxy, stomping on over. It's the Demon Bot. Demon Bot. Hi, how are you? I am fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, I think that's good. I think we should be happy he's doing good, right, Mikey? I want him to die. Yeah, I would like him to not be in my life anymore. Sorry. It's one thing <laughs> It's one thing to recommend movies to your friends. It's another thing to say, if you don't watch it, I'm going to steal your soul. Anyways, Demon Bot, what's going on? What you got to tell us? 
Mikey and Roxy, this week you were assigned the 1993 film Leprechaun written and directed by Mark Jones and starring Warwick Davis, Jennifer Aniston, and Ken Arlant. Did you watch the film, or do I have the good luck of claiming your souls? Uh, Roxy, we were supposed to watch Leprechaun. I watched the movie. Did you watch it as well? Yes, I did. St. Patrick's Day is coming up. It's uh, our St. Patrick's Day episode. How could I forget? I was Leprechaun. feeling festive. Yeah. Good. Then you may keep your souls. For now. <laughs> well, he's not feeling very festive. That's unfortunate. No, I'm I'm worried about Demon Bot. Do you think he has a lot of like friends outside the scary basement? Or is it just us that he's pinning a lot of his social hopes to? You know what I mean? Well, there's like a lot of creatures that, that live down here. So maybe some of them are his friends or they are also captives. I don't know. Had not even considered that all the other monsters down here are also his captives. Yeah, we, we honestly don't know. I mean, there's like Draculas and Bigfoots and all kinds of creatures down here that we've that, listed in the opening of each episode. So honestly, that makes Demon Bot more scary because he's like the monster of monsters. Oh, so, yeah. Instead of diving anymore into this, because the idea truly terrifies me, let's just do a quick plot recap of the movie Leprechaun. What do you say? Let's let's do it. Let's experience Leprechaun again. <laughs> You're all <first>. right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we open on a man, Dan O'Grady, returning home from Ireland in a limo, having stolen a sack of gold from a leprechaun. O'Grady thinks he got away scot-free, but no, he didn't. The ghoul-faced leprechaun appears and murders his wife, Mrs. O'Grady. Eventually, O'Grady himself is able to trap the leprechaun in a crate using a four-leaf clover, because they hate that. But he had a stroke before he can light the match to make sure the leprechaun burns in hell. Ten years later, a man and his daughter, who is Jennifer Aniston, rent out that old farmhouse. Jennifer Aniston hates the place and is about to get a motel when she meets Hot Painter Boy. And she decides, I'm going to stay in hopes of boning. Jennifer Aniston also meets Hot Painter Boy's business partners, and by partners I mean fellow painters, Ozzy, who is a big goofy numbskull kind of guy, and Alex, a precocious too smart for his age little kid. Ozzy accidentally lets the leprechaun out of his crate, and learns that the little creature's desire to have his gold returned. Though he is able to escape, no one takes him seriously when he tells them what he saw. When Ozzy sees a magic rainbow, he and Alex chase it in hopes of finding a pot of gold, just like the legends. And they do find a pot of gold. It's in an old truck. It just appears. <laughs> Ozzy swallows a piece of gold because why wouldn't uh -oh. he? He's an adult man being played to the top of his intelligence. And Alex tells him there's enough gold here that maybe they can finally get old Ozzy the surgery he needs on his brain to make him smarter so that no one will make fun of him behind his back anymore. Did he movie's even know wild, they were making Rox. fun of him behind his back in the first place? That's like <laughs> many revelations at once for old Ozzy. Uh, back at the farm, the leprechaun hides in a tree and imitates a cat because his voice has imitation powers for some reason, because why not? And when Jennifer Aniston's dad reaches in, he bites a chunk out of the old guy's hand. The gang then takes Jennifer Aniston's dad to the hospital, which is Mikey's favorite scene in movies ever when they go to a hospital. Oh, gotta cut the hospitals. When Jennifer <laughs> Aniston and Hot Painter Boy get Jennifer Aniston's dad looked at, Ozzy and Alex go see a coin appraiser who tells them that the gold they have could be worth anything from 500 to infinity dollars. I like infinity dollars. <laughs> he asks to keep the coin overnight and they agree to it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is priceless. Yeah, you you hang on to this. Uh, the leprechaun then appears and kills the shopkeep with a pogo stick, bouncing and penetrating the man's entire body while singing a jaunty Irish tune. At least someone's having fun, I guess. Then the leprechaun steals a child-sized go-kart and drives back to the farm. He's pulled over by a cop, and a chase through the woods ensues. The leprechaun eventually snaps his cop's neck, even though he had literally never even laid eyes on the gold. When Jennifer Aniston, Hot Painter Boy, Ozzy, and Alex get back to the farmhouse, they find that it's been ransacked. Hot Painter Boy is then caught in a bear trap. And finally, <laughs> the leprechaun reveals himself to all. While Ozzy goes to call the police, Jennifer Aniston, Hot Painter Guy, and Alex just beat the shit out of the leprechaun for like a minute. And it rules. <laughs> finally, Ozzy tells Jennifer Aniston about the gold, and she goes to retrieve it from the well. She immediately gives it to the little monster, and he seems content. Until, of course, the leprechaun counts the gold. He's one short. The piece Ozzy swallowed. When the leprechaun goes on the attack again, Ozzy finally reveals what he did vis-a-vis -vis coin swallowing. 
He then remembers that old man O'Grady is still alive and in a nursing home. Maybe that guy would know how to kill the leprechaun. There's only one way to find out, and that is for Jennifer Aniston to go by herself and talk to him. (laughs) This movie rules. (laughs) It is truly wild. So the fellas distract the leprechaun by throwing shoes at him while Jennifer Aniston gets in her Jeep and peels off. Leprechauns, you see, must polish all shoes they come across. It's just Irish mythology 101. At the nursing home, Jennifer Aniston stealths inside and finds O'Grady, who is actually not O'Grady, he's the leprechaun. She does the fake turnaround, it's a leprechaun, it's a real scary thing. Eventually, she finds the actual O'Grady upside down in an elevator. He tells Jennifer Aniston that A, he always knew the leprechaun would be back for him, which is insane. And B, the only way to kill the leprechaun is while he's touching a four-leaf clover. Jennifer Aniston makes it back to the house and searches for a four-leaf clover with Ozzy and Hot Painter Guy. Eventually, when Ozzy tells her she has to believe, she sarcastically says she believes and finds a four-leaf clover. It's just that easy. As the leprechaun attacks Ozzy in hopes of digging that coin out of the fella's guts, Alex slingshots the four-leaf clover into the leprechaun's mouth, causing him to bubble and dissolve like he just chugged a 20 ounce of acid. The leprechaun falls down the well and, after one little scare, has gasoline dumped on him by Hot Painter Guy, who then lights a match and blows the leprechaun to hell. And then the police come and we're supposed to think it's a happy ending? Finally, we hear the leprechaun singing about getting his gold back, letting us know that he will return. In Octopussy. What? <laughs> James Bond crossover? James, they always do that, uh, James Bond will return in the, in the name of the next movie. Oh, they don't do that in the okay. Leprechaun series, and honestly, I think it would help. Roxy, Yeah, I mean, there's like Leprechaun. eight of these movies. That was Leprechaun, the first one. Dude, this movie fucking rules. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so ridiculous. There's, it, this movie gets to a point where, like things are just happening and like they don't make sense anymore like they're making it's not just horror movie illogical decisions it's just like what do you mean he swallowed a coin (laughs) like it's not like he's trying to bite it you know how there's like that thing that people do to like bite gold because i think gold is softer right so if it does Uh take a bite to it then you know it's gold and if it doesn't then it's fake i I acknowledge that people did do that in the past yeah, I, and so I do not. It, it just—it's one of these things that, like, I think it like, looks like a doubloon. Like, it looks like ancient money. So maybe that's why. It's but. like this is why you need a writer's room because one writer had that idea. It's like, oh, he bites the coin and then he swallows it, and then mm-hmm. another writer goes, "I see how you got there, but let's think about that for a second. Is there any other way he can swallow this coin? <laughs> it is very cool that he swallows a coin. Like that is a cool plot point. That like, therefore, there's nothing they they can't just give the leprechaun back his gold and be done with it." Yeah, they're still missing the one, the one it piece. needs one more pass, but that was the first time that I was, well, not even that, that wasn't even the first time. There's like a rainbow that just appears. Like, it's all silliness. <laughs> like, all of these silly things are happening, and they are all funny, and they and they just make me love this movie. I just, like, like want to wrap myself up in this movie as a blanket. It's it's very ridiculous, and it's, it's having so much fun, especially the actor who plays... The leprechaun himself. He's just having a great time. Oh, yeah. Like, like I love, we love a villain who revels in his chaos. <laughs> it, it's a delight to watch him on screen. And there's also the thing where, like, people literally stole his property. They stole his gold. He's right. That was his. You shouldn't kill people for that, obviously. But at the same time, you're like, yeah, he's just getting back what's his. He wouldn't be trying to kill you otherwise, although he mm-hmm. does kill that one cop. But, I mean, I don't really fault him for that. He was chasing him in his <laughs> little car. <laughs> Yeah, that was the one time the leprechaun was acting in complete moral right. (laughs) So, okay. There's that angle to it where, like, you can get behind him to an extent, even if you want, like, Jennifer Aniston and friends to not get killed also. So it's, yeah, I know. It adds an extra layer to it that, like, you know, a Freddy or a Chucky, you're like, no, they're just awful trash people Mm -hmm. who are fun to watch, but they're also awful. I'm not rooting for you. (laughs) There is for Leprechaun. Leprechaun to me is not wrong. He's just an asshole. It's yes. like, he yeah. was wronged by one dude, the guy at the mm. beginning who stole his gold. Okay, he stole your gold, uh, come get it back. But the leprechaun is just like, it's just like a machine gun of murdering people. <laughs> just because he's just like, people who are around him, who are vaguely associated with the gold, like, they're all getting murdered. Everyone gets murdered. You get murdered. You get murdered. You get a murder. <laughs> well, like, the guy who gets killed with the pogo stick, too, it's like, he had the gold in the safe. Uh-huh. I-, I can't remember, was he trying to open the safe to give it back? 
Or did he, was he just not believing him and then he killed him and took it back? I can't, I can't remember. I thought he was like, I, I don't even think he made it in the, into the safe. Oh, he didn't. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember like if that guy was like, oh, there's a weird leprechaun here. I better do what he says. Or he's like, nah, get out of here. I don't know what you are. It reminds me <laughs> a lot of Carrie, right? Like, <laughs> Carrie, okay. Carrie has like a fucked up thing done to her by like, uh-huh. you know, four or five Everybody. popular kids. <laughs> Yeah. But then she's just like, the whole high school is getting burned. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're all done for. <laughs> the leprechaun is just like, somebody stole my gold and everyone's going to pay for it. And it's a, truly a delight. He's just going around screaming, I want me gold. God, he says. He wants me gold. He wants his gold. <laughs> uh, this movie opens with a shot of the leprechaun, which. Yes. I did not care for. <laughs> I wanted to be kept in mystery for oh, a beat. Oh, okay. But that does kind of frame you it up as like- You didn't want to see him cause chaos from minute one, basically. <laughs> it does kind of frame that mov- the movie up as the leprechaun story, which maybe I like. Mm. Like, he is the protagonist of this movie. He has a goal that he is working towards at all times. He's finding obstacles and overcoming them, usually by killing them. But nobody else in this movie wants anything. Jennifer Aniston, like, wants... First of all, Jennifer Aniston throughout this entire movie is so horny. I mean, she so she is this fashionable kind of stuck-up girl from L.A. who is going to visit her dad. Her parents are divorced. Her dad bought the O'Grady house that's all fucked up because it's been, like, what, 10, 20 years mm-hmm. since the guy owned it? <laughs> so he buys this house and is, oh, yeah, my fashionable daughter will love it here. <laughs> <laughs> so he drives her there and she fucking hates it. She is like, is there even indoor plumbing? I am going to rent a room and you're going to pay for it, dad. And then I'm going to stay with mom for the rest of the summer. Um, but then she runs into like hot boy and is like, okay, well, I guess I will stay for hot boy. I guess and I'll then- stay here in bone. <laughs> I guess, I guess it's time for me to Eventually stay by the end of it, she's got a fucking shotgun and she's the one protecting all of the dudes in this movie Uh and fighting the leprechaun and sticking her neck out to like go and retrieve the bag and give it back to end the curse and everything. She goes from being someone who cared more about kind of like superficial things to, and maybe, maybe I'm giving it too much credit or maybe it's just like her acting conveys a lot more than they were trying Mm -hmm. to get through because it does feel like she has a character change where she becomes a little bit more humble and realistic and less hung up on the trappings of being kind of a vapid stylish person who does cares more about that than like you know spending the summer with your dad you should want to spend the summer with your dad even if it's in a crappy house as long as like your dad is a, a good dude like yeah she obviously loves her dad it's just like her problem is with the house <laughs> get over it <laughs> they definitely okay i have the sense that this is a movie script that went through a number of different drafts okay. and had different themes throughout so mm-hmm. when this is kind of what we're talking about, like when we talk about like the big idea of the movie. Yeah. I feel like there's like three and they okay don't do any of them satisfactorily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they like touch on them all. So Jennifer Aniston, you're exactly right. It does feel like she has a character change. But what happens, yeah. what, what they, the way they do this is there is one scene at the beginning where she's obsessed with money. She's just like, mm-hmm. Dad, I have money. And when she first meets Hot Painter Boy, she's like, how about if I just give you money? That's right. She does. She like gives him money because she bumps into him and he drops something or something. And she's mm-hmm. like, here's 20 bucks. And he's like, what? And she's like, what? Is that not enough? Here's like 30 bucks. He's like, he I says don't something want like, <laughs> Do you think that money is the only thing that matters? Like, it's very clearly the saves the cat theme stated moment. This is yeah. what the movie is about. And then. Roxy, I kid you uh-huh. not, the rest of the movie, Jennifer Aniston does not think about money. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> kind of true. More. They drop it completely. Oh, there, man, there's a part where they're in the diner and she's like, I don't eat meat. Like, that's <laughs> cool. I don't eat meat. And then the guy, like, kind of flirtily, like, picks up her foot and takes her shoe off, which is really weird. And is, what about this? This is leather. A cow died to make your shoe. Is that okay? That was murder. And she's like, mm. What I don't know. Yeah. I can't even remember what her answer. She doesn't even really have one, does she? Or well, she's just like, like, well, I'll think about it. That's a good point. Guy who took off my shoe in a restaurant under a booth seat. It's very strange. 
It so feels yeah, like, like that was another draft of the script where she had some sort of like environmental cause. They're like, well, like you can just see how somebody would be like writing this movie. And they're like, well, what if she's like more of like an environmentalist kind of. And I don't girl. know if that's supposed to be like, oh, well, somebody who's from LA, like being vegetarian is trendy in 1999 or whenever this movie came out. So we'll do this for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm not really sure, like, what the angle, if it was just supposed to be something like that. I don't know. Mikey, is everybody a vegetarian in LA, you tell me? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. So I, I don't know. It's, it, it's like, it's kind of, it, it's like these, these Again, ideas are don't like. don't know what they're trying to say. They're just so close. Like, like, in archery, they are, like, just off target enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you can see what they were aiming for but where they hit is so like i could kind of see like a vapid girl who like claims to have morals but then doesn't live by them but that's different yeah. than a girl who only uses money to solve all of her problems yeah like, yeah they're close but they're not the same character and if you were making a movie uh, which first of all i think the smart choice of this movie can i can i just pitch you the like real version of this movie the like a version of this yes movie that's good? pitch me the real gritty reboot of leprechaun right here same thing jennifer aniston and her dad move to this house it's okay. broken down. The very first thing that happened. And first of all, Jennifer Anderson, poor. Poor as shit. Can't afford a motel room. Would love a motel room. Can't afford okay. it. Okay. First thing she does, she finds the gold. Okay. She's like, holy shit, I'm rich. This is what I've always wanted. And then she starts spending it. And okay. then they release the leprechaun. And so then it's about her going to track down the gold and hopefully end this curse while the leprechaun is chasing her. And then she can actually learn a lesson about how money isn't the only thing you need. Yeah, especially if it's like she is doomed these people, like the merchants that she's given the money to, mm -hmm. like they're going to die just because of her greed also. Like that adds another layer to it. Well, and not only that, then she has a drive in the movie. Like the only character who has any, first of all, listen, we're taking this way too seriously. This is a very silly movie that we love. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. The leprechaun is the only character who wants anything in this entire movie. Very clear. Like, well, I guess like Ozzy, Ozzy like just wants to try and keep the gold, I guess. Like he does want the gold. I don't know if it's specifically for like that surgery, but he just, he's like, yeah, I want the money. It, it, it again, it feels like there is a draft of this script where like Ozzy needed an operation or something. So it's like, give him a tangible reason. Yeah, for like something actually. The explanation is so wildly cruel yeah. in like inconsistent ways. <laughs> yes. Yep. Because they also, okay. So we made reference of it in the plot recap. The little kid explains, he's like, uh -huh. Ozzy, we need this goal to get you that surgery for your brain. And Ozzy's like, what? Why do I need that? And he's like, well, because everyone makes fun of you behind your back. Okay. It's like he didn't know that. <laughs> and did people even say that? <laughs> but then, Roxy, but then, mm -hmm. <laughs> later in the movie, he reveals to Jennifer Aniston, he's like, the reason I want this gold is so we can get Ozzy that surgery for your brain. And she's like, you moron, that's not a thing. And he says, I know, but Ozzy thinks it's a thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> How is that to his benefit? That's just torturing him and being cruel. If Ozzy had said like, I want this surgery for my brain. He's like, oh, buddy, I, I get it. You're kind of done. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. like, play along. You yeah. are the one who told him. And you, yeah. he didn't know he was stupid. <laughs> you told him. Oh, it's my God. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's so Wait, fucked up. Why? <laughs> cruel child treats his friend. Very funny. Uh, Here's some other fun things that happen in this movie. Okay. Yeah. Like every minute of it. Almost. Every minute of it. When they're driving <laughs> yeah. there. Jennifer Aniston says, like, God, I can't believe we're going to New Mexico. And her dad says, it's not New Mexico, it's North Dakota. And she's like, same difference. It's not L.A. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the length of that car ride is so different. <laughs> she just hates it either way. She loves L.A. so much. Next, we see the spider webs growing on the box that the leprechaun lives in. And Roxy, uh -huh. there is a full-on tarantula. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. On She's these like, webs. oh, there's spiders here. Like, that's not how spiders work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably because the, I mean, I can't remember what year this movie came out, but it's not like they're going to have a CG spider. So they were like, what is a spider? We can have like a spider trainer come in and use so that we don't have to like, I don't know, 
find one and kill it or something. Right. Like they they couldn't get a close up shot of a spider, which you would yeah, need for like B roll somewhere else and cut it in or something. Because like I'm sure for smaller spiders, there's probably professionals who are like spider tamer trainers. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know they definitely are. But, like, a, a tarantula is big enough where it's more like an animal, you know? I assume it's probably a lot easier to have it just oh, go yeah. do, like, walk around. They're, they're also, like, relatively slow, I think. I, I oh, mean, I've never give, seen one. they give you a free tarantula whenever you rent a camera, like, to shoot Oh, okay, movie. yeah. Yeah, sorry, they I forgot t- about that, like, L.A. rule. I should have remembered yeah, that. Yeah, we're They've all vegetarians and we're all just drowning in tarantulas. <laughs> Everybody's got one. <laughs> Roxy, this kid is The a little precocious child who was mean- <laughs> He's a Macaulay Culkin-ass kid. Like, doesn't he look like a Culkin kid? Maybe. I I don't know. I think they all kind of had that haircut, right? <laughs> Might mm. be it. Mm. Little child, little white boy with that haircut. I can see it. <laughs> I thought he, like, I don't know when this trope became a thing, but it definitely did at some point, And it's already gone back around that we're making fun of it. But this idea that, like, isn't it funny when kids are, like, smarter than they're supposed to be? Yeah, so, okay, th- this kid's, like, delivery and his acting style is more Macaulay Culkin, I'd say. Because, like, he does feel like he owns it and is natural in it, the mm-hmm. way that Macaulay Culkin did when he was a kid. So I will say, yes, yeah, it feels very much like that. Yeah, he's not bad. It's just, like, I was yeah, just... Yeah, no. <laughs> not, not fair to this movie. I was just like, all right, another, another kid who's uh, smarter than he's supposed to be. And then they pair him up with, like, someone who's older who is not as smart as he's supposed to be. that's something that's something i guess right if they if they uh freaky friday they would just have a normal yeah also i love how in the uh summary you didn't even say hot painter guy's name because he's so unimportant that's basically yeah he's just like hot guys and everybody else feels like a character and he's just kind of like he's jennifer aniston's motivation to not peace out of the movie he very much she thinks he's hot yeah which I don't mind. I mean, how many women have played oh, yeah. that role in movies throughout the years? Like, it's fine. No, to it's just refreshing. Have, like, a, a fucking beefcake dude who's got like ripped abs. Yeah, and, and like, pecs. like I said, like he Fuck gets yeah. kind of debilitated. Like his leg gets injured by the bear trap. So like Jennifer Aniston has to step up and like do all of the action movie mm-hmm. things, which I think is a great move. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're really consciously thinking about doing that. I mean, she is like the main human character. Mm-hmm. I'd say. The protagonist and the leprechaun is the antagonist, so it's more about the two of them, I guess. I like it makes sense that they would have to do that. Again, I'm just like, I want to get like a big book about like the making of this movie just to like understand. (laughs) Like it almost feels like like there could have been a moment like we we both agree, right? Jennifer Aniston kind of rules in this movie. Yeah, no, she's great. She like it makes sense why I can't remember if we said this was her first on screen role or at least her first movie role. For the first sure. time she like, was in a movie that's been on Scary Basement. I mean, that for sure, yes, so, for that, that for sure. Where most people consider their career starting. But yeah, she did such a good job. Like, it totally makes sense how, like, her career took off, you know, and how she was scouted mm-hmm. and became, like, such a powerhouse actress. Because uh, she's very good in this. It makes me wonder if there was, like, a conscious decision, like, almost on set to just be like, oh. let's just give Jennifer Aniston all the cool shit to do. Like, she's oh. clearly the best actor. Like, if it was designed <laughs> for Hot Painter Boy to be, like, wielding the shotgun and everything, they're just like, she's the clear star here. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. That would be neat if that's how that shook out. <laughs> God, I, I've decided that's what happened. Okay. I mean, hey, that's fun. <laughs> what is this uh, shoemaker business? <laughs> what is, what is that they about? have to clean shoes? <laughs> the leprechaun lore? <laughs> He says it in, like, a rhyme the very first time. He's like, I'm a shoemaker by trade. I was like, does he have an entire life beyond this? He rhymes a lot of his lines. We haven't talked about how he rhymes a lot of his lines. He does. Like, that's part of the fun of him. He's, like, leaning into the stereotype of this trope. (laughs) Roxy, I thought he was going to rhyme all of his lines. It it seems like a wasted potential that he could have been doing that i should have been like bummed every time he just said like oh here's the lucky charms i'm throwing this on the floor (laughs) he just whenever he just said like normal things i was like Uh again i feel like there was a draft of this script where he only rhymed did do that yeah and they were just like who cares well yeah i feel like they didn't incorporate as much leprechaun i am not an expert on leprechaun lore but like that (laughs) cleaning the shoes thing seems kind of like the that and I don't know, maybe hating the four-leaf clover, if that's even a thing that is part of that legend. I feel like it's not, but I, I don't think I, it I is. could be wrong. Yeah, I, I didn't think so. But those are like two 
lore kind of things that they integrated that they they could have done so much more. It would have been cool to see them do more things with that. Mm-hmm. To like give him rules, kind of like like a Freddy or something. You know, he right. could do this and this. Exactly. Like, there's no. He doesn't have like a coherent magic structure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very much again like it's Americans making a movie about an Irish folklore thing. So it's like much like St. Patrick's Day, we blow it out of proportion and stole it for ourselves. Boy, did we. There is like like he I, I, like I kind of like this idea that like as he gets more gold like his powers start to return. Oh, was that okay? I forgot that was connected to. But like his powers are never made clear. It's just like sometimes he yeah. can magic himself roller skates, and I was just like, all right, here he is. Yeah, and he can just like change his voice. <laughs> he can just kind of do whatever because it's fun. It's fun for him. He can do whatever he wants. I guess it is. I guess we've sort of talked around the big idea of mm-hmm. the movie or like certain we've been like there's three different things there at least three different things they're trying to do here mm-hmm. so i guess uh mikey what what do you kind of feel like was the bigger idea of the movie i guess if there so, was one or your favorite one maybe i don't know the two that like again i think there were multiple drafts of this script that just ended up getting mashed together. It's clearly like greed, like don't take money, like and money is not the answer to all your problems, which feels like the events of the movie support. <laughs> like that's yeah. what the movie should be about. <laughs> they do this bizarre thing that I'm kind of enamored with. Okay. Where Jennifer Aniston, when they're looking for this is actually like a really good horror set piece, right? You need to find a four-leaf clover or the leprechaun is going to kill you. That's yes. like stressful. Time limit. Yeah. And Ozzy. Our numbskull brain surgery needing folks just says to her, like, well, you'll never find one if you don't believe. And she, like, rolls her eyes and says, all right, I believe. And then she finds it. So it's like mm. this movie is kind of about, like, faith. <laughs> like, okay. Because, like, that's sort of how, like, the deus ex machina of her finding this four-leaf clover in a clover patch occurs. But it's also, like, clear she doesn't believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just, like... That's, like, kind of a theme. There's also this theme about, like, respecting Irish mythology that I I really guess. Uh. <laughs> no, it's, this movie should have just been about, like, don't make money the answer to your problems. It won't solve your problems. Yeah, I think the greed angle was what worked the most for me and stood out the most. Because every everybody's problems come from stealing the money. Mm-hmm. Taking money that doesn't belong to you, just taking something that doesn't belong to you. So, like, stealing bad, and then you're doing it in the service of greed, thinking it will solve all your problems, which is also bad. Although, to an extent, I mean, come on, who among us would not have a lot of problems solved if they were just given, like, 100k? Or 20k, you know? You're you're not wrong. It's (laughs) not a great argument. It's like the only people who can say, like, money is not the answer to all your problems are people who have enough money to realize that. I I feel like the main character who learns the lesson should have been a super rich person instead of, you know, these people that Jennifer Aniston, she talks about having money and that she lives in LA, but I, I don't know the difference between. So she doesn't feel like an independent adult living on her own. So she lives like with her parents. So I'm assuming she lives with her mom in LA and then her dad is out here. Hmm. Her dad obviously doesn't make a ton of money. Like he did buy a house, but it's like a shabby rundown house that nobody's lived in for 20 Mm -hmm. years and think is cursed. (laughs) And maybe the mom makes more money or something, but like they could have done something with that. Maybe showing the dichotomy of like humble dad who doesn't make as much money. Maybe maybe the rich mom, something. I feel like there's something there that you could have said about greed, but like, Jennifer Aniston herself, if her dad doesn't make a lot of money and she's not an independent adult, she's not super rich either. Even if she's throwing (laughs) around money, it seems at the beginning, again, only cares about in the beginning of that movie. It could just be like a posturing thing. She has $40 total. Yeah, it could have been like a posturing thing. (laughs) She immediately offers it to Hot Painter Guy and then is out of money for the rest of the movie. Yeah, so it's not like she learns a money or money. It's not like she really necessarily learns anything about the greed of money it's more about how she can be like a realer person instead of relying on things like being a la hotshot i guess Uh to like make you feel uh satisfied with your life which is like a completely different thing (laughs) (laughs) it's so wild because it's like it's so obvious how to make a coherent story out of this idea right you've got a villain who is obsessed with money you got a character mm-hmm. who's obsessed with money. The hero changes. The villain doubles down and gets 
goes more and more evil in their pursuit of money. It's so easy to tell an like a coherent story with this. And what they did instead was like, what if he had a go-kart? And yeah. <laughs> you kind of gotta respect that choice. I mean, it's it's fun. It's fun. I would like to see the version of this movie where it's like Jeff Bezos is cursed and has to actually <laughs> help people with his money and learn that hoarding it like a horrible, evil, bald dragon is not the way to live your life. I like Jeff Bezos playing the leprechaun. I mean, he could do that too. Yeah, he's stealing everybody's wealth. Um, definitely he could play him in the second movie, which this podcast episode is not about the second movie, but boy, I watched the Leprechaun 1 on Tubi and it started auto-playing Leprechaun 2 and I just decided to watch that as well. And it's a very (laughs) different experience compared to the first movie. Well, we have to save that for whenever the demon bot assigns it to us. Yeah, I will just say that you feel like the Leprechaun is somewhat justified in his pursuit to get his property back in the first movie. You don't feel he's he's an <laughs> yeah. evil little gross gremlin in the second one. You hate him. He's That's not fun. as fun. Aww. Although the actor is having a fun time. The, I think the actor is one of the things that carries yeah. that character so well and why it spawned more than one movie. Probably. Oh, sure. uh, Warwick Davis, a famous yes. actor who's been in a bunch of movies uh, through the years. Uh, a delightful fellow, it seems. It's just like having a great time. You can just yeah. tell he's like hamming it up. Oh, yeah, no, he he's an absolute delight to watch playing the Leprechaun. God, <laughs> I want to write a reboot on... of Leprechaun now. <laughs> so I, I think they did do some sort of horrible, gritty reboot recently. You know who it is. got the film rights at one point? I don't know if they ever actually <laughs> made a thing, uh, but the WWE was... <laughs> yeah, they did. They did, Mikey. They did. Did they make it? One, yeah, one of the main characters is, like, a wrestler. Yeah, okay, yeah, Hornswoggle. I can't remember which one, but I know that they did do it. And There's it a pro that. wrestler named Hornswoggle who is a short man. Hornswoggle. Yeah. I don't know if that's okay. his real name. I can't imagine. <laughs> his parents just named him that. They had they looked at their baby when it was born and said, this is Hornswoggle. This is Hornswoggle. <laughs> this baby is now Hornswoggle. It, it sounds like one of those names that like, you, like, tell us your baby's name. And you're like in a petting zoo and you're like looking around. You see a goat. You're like, a uh, horn. And, and then there's like a duck like choking down an entire hot dog. It's like, a uh, swallow? Hornswoggle. <laughs> Roxy, do you have a question for me? I I sure do have a question for you, Mikey. Uh, so my question to you is, is there anything that you covet the way this leprechaun covets his gold? Oh, there is, and I could very much go buy it for myself right now and probably should. <laughs> Wait, you don't own it? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, because like, I, I want it and I did own it at one point and miss it and want to go get it again. Roxy, you ever hear of a, a little company called Nintendo? I've heard it a couple of times, yeah. Uh, they had a video game system called the Nintendo Wii mm-hmm. U. The Wii U, okay. Uh, that I did buy like on a lark <laughs> years ago, and it had like no games that I was interested in. And but they have hey, a- they have that Fatal Frame game. And- they have a Fatal Frame <laughs> game. They have a Donkey Kong game. Uh, that's it. There is a, uh, but the Wii U had like an online store and I am constantly thinking like, I should just go buy a Wii U and download all those cool old N64 games I want to play. And I want it so bad, Roxy, like I would 100% kill a shopkeep to get it. Mikey, did you hear about the shitty thing Nintendo is doing with the Wii U though? I did just hear about, and that's what brought it to my mind. Yeah. They're shutting it down. So like, I've got a year to do it. Yeah, we're recording this podcast ahead of time, so I mean, I would love to have Nintendo walk this back and not do this because we bullied Sony into not destroying archives of decades worth of games, which I don't know why yeah. Nintendo thinks They're this not is gonna. a smart thing to do. <laughs> They're not punch gonna. him in the face. <laughs> Want to punch Mr. Nintendo in the face? I don't know why they think this is a good idea every yeah. ten years to like scare people with deleting everything. But they're getting rid of like the online shop yeah. for the Wii, the Wii U. What? What? Anything else? The Wii is already gone. It's the Wii U and the 3DS. Oh shit. Okay, got the 3DS. No, Mikey. See, Roxy, wouldn't you ki- pogo jump a shopkeep to death to get Nintendo to keep walking back? Yes, I would. Yeah, how dare they? Or put the <laughs> put the same shop you had on the Wii U on the Switch. Like it's not hard. Yeah, <laughs> like like I just want to pay money for these games. It makes them money. It's just yeah, it just makes them more money. The amount of like space it takes up in like their servers or whatever, just to make sure it's downloadable and Minuscule. can be played. Yeah, it's like a drop in the bucket. They will make money. From- <laughs> it makes no sense. Roxy, what <gasps> what do you covet as much as the leprechaun covets gold? 
Uh, very similarly, I'm sure we anybody listening could have guessed we would both say something we video both game pick related. Video games, yeah, yeah. I have like a bunch of rare old games, like from my childhood, specifically like PlayStation One and PlayStation Two games that I adore forever and ever that I never want to get rid of because mm-hmm. I I hold on to the wonderful memories I had playing those games for the first time, and I'm just like I will play this again someday, even though I've barely touched any of them. Uh-huh. But I love them with my whole heart. <laughs> and so if somebody stole them from you, would you activate your magic powers and bite their ears off? Yes, that's the correct okay. response. <laughs> hey, Instantly. How dare you steal my know. copy of Shadow Hearts 1? I will kill you for it. Give it Shadow back. Shadow Hearts 1. <laughs> All right, Roxy, I will not steal your Shadow Hearts 1. Okay, or 2. But I will ask you this. <laughs> what? Can I steal your Shadow Hearts 2? No, you cannot. Okay, then I will ask you this. Uh-huh. On a scale you of one to ten, you can't have Saga either. You can't take it. Oh, jeez, with your freaking animes. <laughs> I like it when my characters have uh, spiked hair and uh, big eyes. Shadow Hearts is actually decidedly less anime. But All right, we'll that was the most anime thing you've ever you said no, in your life. <laughs> you have no idea what it is. Okay. Anyway, you were going to ask me a question. Yeah, what's the next segment here? <laughs> Roxy, on a scale of 1 to 9, since the number 10 does not exist in the scary basement, how likely do you think the events of Leprechaun are to happen in real life? I said 1 out of 9 because Leprechauns aren't real. And I couldn't really come up, like you said, the, the theme of the movie feels like it was pulled in so many different directions. I was like, I'm not really sure what else I can grade other than Leprechauns existing. So 1 out of 9. Wow. What about you? Wait, this is the first time we've been this far off. I said seven out of oh, nine. Oh, okay. That's quite high. Do you tell why? The only reason I didn't give it a nine is because most leprechauns are more stringent and practical about getting back their gold. They, oh, I see. They don't just jump right to biting. That part I didn't buy, right? They would be, they would like try to get the gold back. They would manage it a little better. They wouldn't just kill people willy nilly, but they would get their gold back. Okay. So just this, this leprechaun is an outlier and that's what is unbelievable exactly it's just it's just like it's it's a little a little less believable than it could have been (laughs) that's fair (laughs) roxy last week we made a bet about this movie we asked how many times the word gold is said in the film leprechaun i said 15 times and i said 32 roxy i did find a transcript of this movie okay great perfect i did a a little control f on the word gold Uh uh-huh and I even clicked all the way through just to make sure it wasn't in, like, stage directions or anything. Okay. Roxy, they say the word gold 59 times in oh this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Most of the lines, it, it's like this old improv exercise. It's like, try to have a conversation where both of you just only say the word gold. And you come into the scene, and you're like, gold, gold, can I gold, gold, gold? And then they're like, gold, 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 gold. And it's like, you have to, like, figure out, like, emo- I- how your tone is <laughs> selling the scene. Gotcha. Okay. They say the word gold a lot in this movie. So you <laughs> you crushed it. Wow. Yeah. I Like, I'm closer, but I was still not that close. <laughs> Here's the thing. When I write my Leprechaun reboot, where Jennifer Aniston finds the gold in, like, the third scene of the movie. Yes. I'm going to set a 15 gold limit on myself. Okay. Yeah. It needs to ha- carry more weight. Because the movie can't be that much about gold. It needs to be about the characters and their wants. Which actually, I, I guess, is gold. So maybe it should. Yeah. Maybe it should be more gold. I, I think. I think if you put a limit on everybody except the leprechaun, how many times they can say it. So if he gets to say it as many times as you fucking want the leprechaun to say gold, yeah. I think that's fine. Okay. Because that's that like his his catchphrase is basically "I want me gold." I want <laughs> that's me how gold. you know he, he he's running around. <laughs> they definitely had like Seven Eleven collectors cups with the leprechaun saying, "I Dude. want me gold." <laughs> Please tell me they did, and that's real. <laughs> Can't imagine it is. <laughs> I'm going to go search on eBay right after this to see. Roxy, the current standings, you have 15 points. I have right. 11 points. We have one tie. Okay. So Still pretty close. Still whenever pretty the close. D-Bot comes to collect, I feel like I, you've got a lead. Listen, I would have to go on a run to catch up. I mean, I think this is the first one I've gotten in like a long string of wins for you recently. So you're, you're catching up. Yeah, I'm pretty I good. I got one win, you'll catch up. I'm pretty good at this. Oh boy, here he comes, the demon bot. Congratulations, you have successfully reviewed the film Leprechaun. Your souls are safe for another week. 
However, you did not reference that fuck you lucky charms scene so therefore I must assign you another film involving Ireland, which will be the 2015 film The Hollow directed by Corin Hardy and starring Joseph Maul, Boyana Novakovich, and Michael McElhatton. If you do not, your souls will be forfeit and I shall claim your bodies as my own. All right, Roxy. So for next week, we will watch the 2015 movie, The Hallow. Okay. The Hallow. I have not seen this movie. I haven't even heard of this movie. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it is. It's pretty interesting. It's been it's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, I remember the general premise. And uh, you're in for a spooky time. We're both in. Everybody's in for a spooky time. Scary. The Hallow. All right. Let's make a bet for next week. Okay. Roxy, I don't know what kind of monster is in this film, Mm -hmm. but I assume there will be something (laughs) creature-like. Maybe. Let's say, what minute mark does the first creature-type thing appear? Okay. I am going to guess 21. 21 21. minutes in. Lucky number 21. Okay. Screenplay structure- would tell us that if it's a 120 minute movie, you got the first 30 pages. I'm going to say 30 minutes in. Okay. Yeah. I cannot, cannot for life me remember. So I have no idea. Spooky. The pact has been sealed. I mean, the bet is confirmed. The one who is closest to the time the monster appears in the film shall be declared the winner. The loser must write a dissertation linking the fictional world of the Hallow to the David Bowie film Labyrinth. Wow, it sounds like this movie is spooky. I feel like I'm out on a ledge a little bit. 30 minutes feels like a long time to do a movie with no no monsters going on. But I guess that's what Blake Snyder tells us in his hit screenplay book, Save the Cat, which tells exact page numbers to have things occur. And all of Hollywood uses it to write movies. It's true. That's why every movie is exactly the same. I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. If you if you go and like analyze like, oh, yeah, this is when uh-huh. they're crossing into act two. It'll be between 20 and 30 minutes in no matter what. How many horror movies have we talked about just in like what the 30 episodes, 30 so episodes we've done so far that are about loss or moving past loss <laughs> or trauma? Yeah, I believe it. They're all exactly the same yeah, yeah. No, Blake Snyder does recommend, like, hey, struggling to find a theme for your movie? Try trauma. Drama, yep. Uh, Blake Snyder wrote the film Blank Check. <laughs> Did he Disney. really? Yeah, and then that entitled him to write the book that all of Hollywood uses. Wow. That... <laughs> to write screenplays. <laughs> Pretty funny. Everybody remembers Blank Check, a kid yeah. who... Uh, wanted to build a McDonald's in his mansion yeah. so he could have it whenever he wanted. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, Blake Snyder wrote it, wrote the book. Uh, he's also dead. Roxy, we've been talking about what a lot of scary it? things. <laughs> okay. We've been talking about a lot of scary things this episode. Let's end by talking about something that's making us happy. What's making you happy this week? Uh, okay, so I am still relatively staying inside and quarantining, not going out when I don't have to. Part of that is due to work, but also just generally wanting to be safe and protect other people around me. But I finally got to go hang out with a friend, and that friend, Mikey, they got a new dog. (laughs) So I got to hang out not only with my friend, but their new dog that was absolutely adorable. It was some kind of I think it was like a uh, sheepdog mix of some kind. Oh. It's like a mutt. They have that big droopy hair over their eyes? Kind kind of. It's not quite that thick. More of like, uh, shoot, uh, like a blue healer type of mm. sheepdog, I guess. Like an Australian <laughs> sheepdog. sheepdog. Looney Tunes has. Oh, maybe we're thinking of different dogs. I don't know. Like the Australian sheepdog kind of looking like that. That rules. That's so nice. Uh, what, what's a the very good name? boy. The dog's name was Pepper. Pepper, this is a great dog. Pepper. And kind of salt and pepper coat, I'm assuming. Mm. I think my friend kept the name that it came with, so I don't do not think she named it Pepper. Mm. But uh Pepper's very good, cute dog, and I'm glad I got to hang out with my friend and a cool dog. I'm glad What about you? For that too. Yay! What about you, Mikey? Roxy, for so I for a long time have been afraid to talk about my favorite horror video game on the podcast have you have you yes you've been absolutely terrified we've never talked about it or mentioned it before uh resident evil is a video game i love quite a bit yay i love it but i played all of the resident evil games i just found roxy a new well within released within the last couple years Mm -hmm. 
a classic-style Resident Evil game that I didn't know existed. It's called Tormented Souls. It's my favorite game I've ever played because it was a surprise. It's the one you're currently playing right now also, so that's how it works with Mikey. It's the game that I'm playing at the moment. (laughs) It's very close to uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica, if Resident Evil heads are listening. Yeah, Resident Evil Remake for GameCube as well. Yeah, yeah, it like can, it can it controls nicely. It gives you the option to play with the old stodgy Resident Evil controls, or you can use an analog stick and actually make things move. Yeah, the way the levels look like that environment is very much like the Spencer Mansion. Yeah, for it's sure. Very, yeah, the Resident Evil One uh, Mansion. I'm back in there. I'm playing as <laughs> a gal who has an eye missing, and I'm solving puzzles, which is my dream. I just love solving puzzles. This game has great puzzles. Some of the puzzles are very smart. Some of them are seemingly written by aliens who don't know how human beings work. Yeah. <laughs> the other, the ones that are good are really good. So I just, it's just like a, just like a brand new entry in my all-time favorite video game series is what it feels like. And that's great. That's awesome. I'm so glad that you discovered it and got super into playing it. I wish... I wish they'd make more games like that. It's kind of like Tormented Souls is sort of a mid-tier game, which Mm -hmm. I feel like there aren't as many of those these days. A lot of it is either like indie or big budget. And I love these mid-tier games like this. It feels like something out of the PlayStation 2 era, kind of, where you can like take a chance to do something really unique. There's also very like similar to things that have been out, but it's its own thing. And I'm glad that like it's 2022 now i think it was maybe made in 2021 or 2020 i can't remember the exact release date it's relatively recent so yeah tormented souls great game i love it with my whole heart and i'm happy it exists that's great i'm glad you're finding a new new classic and that more people somebody made a game in that style in current year please keep making more of them i love them please i'm begging Roxy, each week the demon bot hires a new monster to guard the basement door to keep us from escaping and yet each week we still escape that's because I bring a weapon. And let's take a look at what I got this week. Oh, okay. New weapon. New Roxy, weapon. This week I brought along a pogo stick. I see you were inspired by the leprechaun himself today. Okay. Let's just see who's guarding the basement door. Is that that looks leprechaun size, Mikey? Are you sure? Okay. Oh, thankfully the guardsman of the basement this week is the owner of an antique coin shop. So I think we're okay. Oh, okay. I mean, he's not going to try and like pitch us to buy some expensive bullshit that he's selling or doesn't matter i'm going after him wait no mikey he's not even attacking <laughs> okay well i'm not gonna be an accessory to this murder i you can have fun with that mikey i'm gonna turn around and pretend i saw nothing good night <laughs>